We'll continue reading where Brother Dave left off, Deuteronomy 8. We'll read verses 18 and 19. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he sware unto thy fathers, as it is this day. And it shall be, if thou do it all forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them, I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. There are two recurring words in this part, this section of Deuteronomy. And those two words are remember and forget. So we're to remember not to forget. Human nature is to remember things that are best forgotten and to forget things that are best remembered. I've read that certain foods improve memory health and memory recall. I was surprised to read that fatty fish are one of them because they're rich in omega-3 fatty acids. That fatty business shows up more than I would have thought, but I guess it's good fat. And you may not realize, but your brain is 60% fat. That's not a criticism, mine is too. So we need, we need good brain health. And fatty fish contribute to that. Probably not farm-raised, however, I'm told. But there are other foods that I'll let you be concerned about in your spare time that improve memory recall. But the risk is that they will help us remember all things, including what God wants us to forget. You know, when you want to remember something important, we've been told, at least I was many, many years ago, that we tie a, a sting. Uh, a string around our finger. But how many people do you really see with strings tied around their fingers? So that probably isn't too useful, but we all make notes to ourselves or put something in our reminder in our phone to help us remember what should be remembered. But how do you forget what should be forgotten? Well, there is a solution, and that is to remember from the heart all the good things that God has blessed us with. And there are so many. We thank God for the Thanksgiving and Christmas seasons where they are reminders, each one, of the bountiful blessings that God has bestowed upon us, but also of the fact that He gave His Savior for the redemption of the world. We want to remember these things. And we want to replace Memories of things that God wants us to forget with memories of what God wants us to remember. You may or may not remember the first time you were brought to church. That's a blessing in this country and in many of our families. We've been blessed with a godly heritage. Some have no memory of that first time because they were infants when they were brought to church the first time. I remember the first time I attended an apostolic faith church. Actually, that's a good memory. 
I also remember the first time three months earlier that I attended a church service during Christmas season. That's a mixed memory. I guess you would say it's one I don't want to forget, but it, it isn't necessarily uh, flattering because when I was invited to that Christmas Eve a candlelight service, I attended, and I remember not caring at all for the minister. It wasn't an apostolic faith church, by the way, but it probably wouldn't have made any difference had it been because the problem was not with the minister. I did not know him. I had no basis for disliking him. Had he known me, he probably wouldn't have liked me. Uh, he, at least he would have had good reason not to. I'm sure he wouldn't have felt that way because he was a, a God-fearing man. But I, I, I want to remember the fact that at one time I was estranged from God and probably had the wrong view of any number of things. Well, not probably. I had the wrong view of any number of things. So I do want to remember the past in order to remember where I came from and the fact that three months later, uh, God saved my soul. And I, I, I do remember that. How do you forget when you've passed from death into life? How do you forget when you bring to God all the baggage that you bring and that I brought, and suddenly it's lifted, and in a moment of time you forgive, you are forgiven and have become a new creature in Christ Jesus? Now that's a memory worth recalling. It really is. The case could be made that Israel suffered from memory loss. The psalmist put it this way, Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea, and they provoked him multiple times uh, after that as well. But they remembered not. Uh, the goodness of God. May we never forget the goodness of God that we experience every single day. However, Israel's problem was not memory loss. Like me, that Christmas Eve, it was a heart condition, not a mind condition. They said in Numbers 11.5, gives us, we remember the fish which we didn't eat in Egypt freely. So they had good brain health, but they had a poor heart condition. The cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic, all those things are good. But now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. So they looked at all of the goodness of God and held it in contempt. They did not even notice. They had forgotten the first day where they stepped out of their tents in the morning and saw this, a white thing, and knew not what to call it, so they called it manna. And now uh, had been sustained all these many years, four decades almost, that God provided them with bread from heaven. They forgot how excited they were at that and how they even learned how to prepare it in different ways. And they forgot what needed to be remembered. As far as that goes, they forgot that in the land of Egypt, uh, Pharaoh made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. They made their lives bitter with hard bondage and mortar and brick 
all manner of service in the field. So not just making bricks without uh, straw, but uh, wherein all manner of how they were called upon to serve. They served with rigor. They forgot that they were in a miserable state and cried out to God. And in God's goodness, he heard their cry from heaven and sent them a deliverer. And they were delivered there at the, at the Red Sea. Well, that, that Thanksgiving and Christmas in our country, and I suppose throughout the world, are mostly secular holidays and really celebrated on the same level as Halloween is an indication that a country that was founded on godly principles has largely forgotten God. How God has helped the country to evolve in so many ways. But we as a country at least, celebrate a Christmas without Christ being included. And I, I was brought up that way, a good home, good parents, but the Christmas uh, season was a time for exchanging uh, gifts. And I suppose we sang some carols, we didn't go to church, so I don't really uh, have any uh, memory of that. I have lots of memories of Christmas and, and warm uh, memories, but they did not include the Lord. I have one memory of uh, Thanksgiving Day where we gathered around the table to eat uh, our dinner, and it was unusual, at least it must have been, because it's in my memory that my mom uh, wanted us to bow our heads and thank God. And I don't, I don't say this to uh, indict my dad, but to remember the change that was also made in his life but he made some sort of comment, trying to be uh, funny, that he was the one that had provided the food that day. But he too uh, experienced a life-transforming uh, moment in time when he prayed through at 48 and one half years old and lived for God until he was 92 and a half years old, passing away in 2019, along with my mother nine months later. <clears throat> So it's possible to be surrounded by Christianity and, let, and yet miss it. Well, we want to remember God. We, we, we thank the Lord. And we acknowledge that a designated day does not a thankful heart make. Any more than a non-designated day makes a thankless heart. We don't worship the day. We worship the God who gave us the day. And we're thankful to the God of heaven. We appreciate the season. That's a reminder, both Thanksgiving and Christmas time, of uh, celebrating Christ. But we celebrate him year-round and appreciate him year-round. Well, at age 120, Moses had no memory loss. We see him a review to this new generation that was about to embark on a journey across Jordan into the land of Canaan. Uh, the history, including the law that God had given on the mount, and he uh, shared this and reviewed this and helped the children of Israel remember what they had already been taught with clarity. He did this. So he hadn't forgotten. In verse 1 of Deuteronomy 8, 
We see all the commandments which I command thee this day, ye shall observe to do. Remember those commandments. This new generation, many of them had not been born yet when they met with God at Mount Sinai. Those who were 19 and under had memories of that quaking mountain and that fearful and dreadful experience that day and remembered when Moses came down from the mount and his face shone so in, in such a manner that he had to cover it with a veil. So Moses had experienced God, but they were witnesses of what God had done that day. Moses wanted those who had witnessed it to remember it and those who were too young to understand it or had not been born yet to remember what they had been taught. We want that too. We want to remember the commandments. Jesus summarized them in saying, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. So that's devotion and reverence for God. And then, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So that is to fulfill the remaining six commandments and treat others as you would wish to be treated yourself. We, we want to remember that every day. We want to remember the day we experienced salvation, assuming you've experienced it. You were offered by God the opportunity to pass from death unto life. And to Him, we offered our unconditional, non-negotiated surrender. There were no terms attached on our part. There were terms attached on God's part. Forsake your way. If you confess your sins, forsake your sins. Turn from your sins and turn toward me. I'll have mercy upon you. I will abundantly pardon. Well, we got to the point where we surrendered any negotiating skills we thought we had and gave it all to God, such as it was. We realized that it was, as the Bible says, dust and ashes. We could offer the Lord really nothing of any value. We also want to not forget the consecrations that we made subsequently. We, we promised the Lord that we would go anywhere, do anything, endure any hardship, but we were going to serve Him. We couldn't get anywhere with the Lord without praying that kind of a prayer, even if we didn't use those words. We were determined to, to stick with the gospel, and by the grace of God, we have done so as evidence by the fact that you're here and you're trying your best to serve the Lord. That's all any of us can do. Verse 2 of the same chapter 8, And thou shalt remember all the way in which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. Why, some things you want to remember. Uh, you, want to, you want to look back at times you faced difficulties that seemed insurmountable to overcome and, and even impossible. You, you could not see how you would get to the other side, but here you are. That's evidence that you, you got to the other side, at least of that one. 
a challenge. You may be in another one uh, today, but you can prove that God did it once. He'll do it again. We've heard it said. He's a do-it-again God. He surely is. We want to remember the deliverances. In those days, they had the pillar of the cloud by day and a fire by night. They were led. Jesus promised the Holy Ghost would be our guide. The Word of God is our guide. The godly people around us are our guides. So we don't operate in in a vacuum. The Lord uh, will continue to lead and guide as he has done in the past. It was important that these in this new generation remembered the leading of God because uh, the Lord reminded them that it would come to pass when their children would ask them, why are you doing what you're doing? And they would be able to respond uh, with a history lesson reviewing what they remembered from their past or what they had been told by their grandparents and great-grandparents. Remember not to forget. Many of you come from a, a long line of descendants who followed what was taught them by the earlier generation. That's something for which to give God thanks. Next time you have a memory of something God wants you to forget, replace it with a a memory of what God wants you to remember and of thankfulness. You know, it's, it's impossible, at least it is for me, to think of two things at once. So if I'm praising God and thanking God, it's very difficult for me to simultaneously entertain thoughts that are contrary to that uh, spirit of praise and of thanksgiving. Verse 3, He humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger. God did that. He, He created in them a dependence. I don't know about you in your early years as a, as a Christian, and again, many of you were much smarter than me and got saved as children and, and stuck with it, but I wasn't brought in this way and didn't understand it even after I got saved, didn't know what had happened to me, not even knowing what to call it as a, as a 21-year-old college student. And uh, during those times, not knowing what to do, where to go, how to find help, I found the, myself on my knees. Not because anybody had ever told me that's what I needed to do, but there was a dependence, there was a desperation. But I can hearken back and, and see that, that God helped, God led, God guide, guided. And that's why the Lord gave them that manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make them to know that thou shalt not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It's one thing to feed the body. Eat all the fatty fish you want. It won't correct any heart condition. It's another thing to feed the soul. And uh, the Word of God is what feeds the soul and nourishes uh, the heart. Many fare better in poverty than others do in prosperity. And we have the opportunity to see... uh, how the work operates around the world and can bear witness that that is the truth. There, there are many in apostolic faith circles that have really almost nothing 
but they're rich in faith. God has chosen the poor of this world rich in faith. So they prosper, and even those not of our faith in communist countries, we, we see where Christianity flourishes better under communism, a godless, Marxist uh, idea. And yet, Christianity in the underground thrives. We have no idea to what extent, I'm sure. But we have those who are in this congregation who've come from Eastern European uh, countries where they can be witness of the fact that, yes, Christianity did thrive in those conditions. But a land of prosperity, uh, we can do little, little better than uh, Sunday football games and Saturday football games and weeknight soccer games and, and, and all the rest. Well, we want to remember to reverence God and put God first in, in our lives and second and third as well and, and full of our lives. Verse 5, we see, Thou shalt consider in thine heart, as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God hath chastened thee. Proverbs says, My son despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. God corrected Israel. He will correct us as we journey through life. Value that. When our parents, even if we felt like our parents were a bit too harsh on us, their intentions were good to try to correct us and mold us into citizens. And you show me someone who was appropriately disciplined as a child, and I will show you a disciplined adult. At the same time, I love the verse, Hebrews 12, 11, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but rather grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruits of righteousness to those who are exercised thereby. Afterward. Remember when your parents said that they said it hurts me more than it hurts you? Did you ever believe that, by the way? Um, well, I'm not sure, but with God, he, he, he always disciplines appropriately with the afterward in view. So we rejoice when God offers a correction. Verses 7, 8, also nine. Remember, remember the destination. Remember. Don't forget to remember. Remember the destination. God promised to bring the children of Israel into a good land. The gospel land is a good land. Some equate Canaan to heaven, but there were a lot of battles and a lot of wars in Canaan, so I think that might be misapplied. But the Canaan land might be comparable to the gospel land. There are some battles, there are some challenges, but the gospel way is a good way. You need not feel sorry for anyone who's in the gospel way. There's a trial or two. Of course there is. I, if I tried to, I, I might be able to remember a few back there, but I, I want to remember them only to the extent that I remember that God gave the victory. Don't forget to remember the victories. And our, our goal is heaven, and that is our ultimate destination for sure. Verse 10 of the same uh, chapter. 
When thou hast eaten and art full, then shalt thou bless the Lord thy God for the good land which we, he has given thee. And then he goes on to say, uh, beware not to forget. It's not you who brought you here. It's God who brought you here. And that's verse 18, our text, the first part of our text. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. That's one reason, a primary reason we gather on Sundays in the manner we do. We're remembering God. We are reverencing God. That's why this sanctuary was dedicated to be a house of prayer, an opportunity to drop to our knees and remember God. Remember the one who saved us, who's taken us through from there until now. If you've not yet experienced that, you need an experience that's worth remembering. And you have the opportunity in here in a moment. We'll have a song of invitation. And we encourage you to drop to your knees, whether saved or unsaved. Drop to your knees in this house of prayer. Give thanks to the God who's brought us to this place at this point. God will hear that prayer. He'll be honored and he will answer according to his will. God bless you.